Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. My name is Kat. I am your host. I am one of these perpetually uncertain people who is slowly figuring it out. (laughs) Um, And today's episode is going to be about how it's not about you, it's about what you represent to them. And this is with regards to avoidant attachment. I am a fearful avoidant. I have experienced avoidance, fearful avoidance, you know, whatever. Um, So I, I have gained a lot of insight and perspective on how avoidance behave and why I'm always saying that you should not take their behavior personally, which is what I think a lot of people do without realizing that it's not, it's not about you, you know, it's about them, their wounds, their struggles. Um, Before we get into that though, a little bit of housekeeping, I have a newsletter I send out every week. If you're interested in hearing more of my thoughts in a more, you know, creative type of way, you can subscribe to that. I also send out um, discounts through my newsletter. Um, oh, you get a free journaling prompt book as well if you sign up. So feel free to do that. Um, also, I offer one-to-one chat sessions. So if you're interested in talking about these kinds of topics, you need some perspective, if you like how I think, feel free to book with me. I'm offering a discount for this week. So September 19th to the 25th. Um, for 25% off. The code for that is FALL22, but you will have to send me an intake form first so I can confirm that we're, you know, we'll be a good fit. Um, But if you're interested in working with me and you've just, the price has been a bit too steep for you, you can book this week and you can book as many as you want, really, you know, Um, but it'll be at a more, like a cheaper price because while I try to be mindful and respectful of my time and energy that goes into creating this content, because it does, it takes a lot, right? Alongside uh, thinking and ruminating, creating, filming, you know, I'm also reading a lot, watching a lot of things that help me gain more perspective. So while being mindful of that with my prices, I also don't want to gatekeep um, support for anybody that needs it because I know that it's, it's important, it's valuable. I wish I had the support that I'm giving to people right from when I was younger. And um, yeah, and I think that's just the point of what I do is to help people become more self-aware. And I'm not going to keep that behind um, high prices, right? That, that defeats the purpose for me. So yes, so for this week, sorry, rambling a little bit. There, for this week, I have a discount. So you can book with me if you've wanted to and you're just waiting for a lower price. Um, now's the time to do it. I'm, I'm going to have more of these discounts throughout the year for sure. Um, so yeah. Okay. So let's get into this topic about avoidance because I realize I talk a lot about fearful avoidant attachment and avoidant behavior in general over on my TikTok. I don't talk a lot about it on my podcast and I'm not sure why. So let's talk about it. Um, the reason I chose this title that it's not about you, it's about what you represent is because I think that is the core the core thing when it comes to avoidant behavior and what I think people who don't understand avoidant attachment, um, they who people who don't understand avoidant attachment take everything that avoidance do as like a personal attack in the sense of these people might see an avoidant person pulling away or pushing them away or not being super mindful of them, not being uh, like not being in, engaged. They might take that as, oh, this person thinks they're better than me. They don't want to spend time on me. You know, they just don't like me, but they won't They won't tell me, you know, if they wanted to, they would type of thing. And while I'm sure that applies to some people, if we're looking at it from the perspective of, okay, let's, let's see if this is really an avoidant attachment. 
that comes from the place of not feeling good enough. Avoidance um, in general, for the most part, obviously I don't want to generalize too much, but in terms of avoidant behavior, especially fearful avoidance, that's what I'm, the perspective I'm coming from, fearful avoidance behavior. The core wound of a fearful avoidant is not feeling good enough, not being right, you know, not being worthy. So oftentimes while fearful avoidants want intimacy, they want connection, they really value it. They also don't feel worthy of it, so they push it away when they get to it or when it comes to them. And this is particularly particularly true when it comes to people that are good, right? So if as a fearful avoidant who's deep in their fearful avoidantness, <laughs> they meet somebody who they think is great, who's smart, funny, attractive, um, just, you know, kind, compassionate, great qualities, which you, of course, you would want in a partner, a fearful avoidant will see that. And be like, wow, this person's really making me feel unworthy because of just who they are as a person. It's really triggering that that unworthiness in my in myself just by looking at them, by being in contact with them, in relation to them. And so a lot of the times what a fearful avoidant might feel as well is, oh wow, I have to really like, I have to meet some high expectations to be with this person. And that's a lot. That's overwhelming. Or I'm not good enough for this person, so I'm going to disappoint them. So I might as well just not be here. I might as well just leave or ghost or avoid, you know? Um, and sometimes it can also create a bit of resentment. This is something I've noticed myself. I'm not sure if everybody does this, but sometimes when you look at this person who's great, who's doing all these great things, because you don't feel that great, you can kind of resent them a little bit. Even though you like them and you want them, there is a little hint of resentment underneath it all where it makes you also want to push them away. So all these things are intermingled there. And on the outside, if you're if you're seeing this kind of behavior and you, you're not aware of uh, attachment styles or fearful avoidance or anything like that, you would see that as this person's just indecisive. They don't know what they want. They're they're playing games. You know, they want me one minute, but then when I when I get too close, they push me away. And then when I leave, they want me again. Yeah, that is kind of how the fearful avoidant dance is. It's the push pull dynamic. It's one foot in, one foot out because they really want it, but they're scared at the same time. Um, there's a lot of that in there. And the, the important thing to remember and to take away from this is it's not about you. It's not that you're awful that the fearful one is doing this. It's not that they've decided that they don't like you, that they don't want to date you, that you're not good enough for them, that they would rather date someone else. They just don't tell you. It's not about you. It's about what you represent to them. All these behaviors are because you represent something about themselves that they don't want to look at, that they are scared to look at, the fact that they feel unworthy, that they're not good enough. You manifest that in them. Just your presence, your existence brings all of that stuff up. And if someone's not working on that and they're not processing that stuff and they're not mindful of it when it does arise to say, oh, okay, here, this thing is happening again, they will just take that as this person is enticing but dangerous. You know, I want them, but I'm scared. That's the feeling that happens. And that's why you get that flip-flop kind of experience, the one foot in, one foot out. I really want to be around them and I really like them and they, they, they're really cool, but at the same time, I don't feel good enough. Um, so I'm going to be faced with my, uh, insufficiency, my invalidity every single time I'm around them. And it's painful. And that's why I, wa I want to like stress the fact that avoidance aren't doing this stuff to purposefully hurt others and just to kind of get, create some empathy for them because they're not, you know, and it's, it's very much like a childhood struggle within us <laughs> where we were like pained and hurt by our caregivers at times, right? Emotionally or physically or whatever for whoever. It comes from a place of pain. And now we have to use it as a defense mechanism to protect us from that pain. But all we do is 
you know, say for example, uh, another core wound of the fearful wound is the fear of abandonment, uh, emotional, physical, whatever. So they fear abandonment so much, right? To the point where they're like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be abandoned by this person. I'm, they're going to abandon me because they're going to realize I'm not good enough. Especially if the person's really good, you kind of maybe a little have them on a pedestal a little bit in your head. This person's going to realize I'm not good enough. They're going to abandon me. So what do they do? They push the person away and effectively, like they abandon that person, right? And so that person who maybe is secure. I would assume more with a secure person this this would happen, but that person would then see this pushing away as abandonment, which it is, and they'd be like, okay, so I'll just leave, and they'll leave, and they'll now. So the narrative of the fearful avoidant of I'm going to be abandoned by people like this, people great people like this, is validated, but only because they've pushed the person away. They've created that narrative, that cycle, you know, and that's it's so it's such a deep struggle, and if you're not aware of it and you're really really like in it you can't see it you can't see what you're doing that you're the one controlling it ultimately right and it's tough and again I just want to emphasize the reason I'm, I'm uh, posting this episode is because it's not like I want people to who are in this dynamic with somebody who they maybe think is a fearful avoidant or is an avoidant of some type it's not about you when they do those behaviors it's not that they hate you I, I just don't take it personally because it'll save you a lot of trouble and headache and pain if you stop seeing it as, oh, it's about me. They don't like me. They're, you know, and see it about them. Like, oh, they're doing that thing again. That thing that's hurting them. Ultimately, they're doing that again. And now this isn't to say that you should stay with this person now that you're aware of what they do. And I'm not advocating for you to do that, to, to be like, OK, I'll just put up with it. I understand it. So I'll deal with it. No, this is just more for you to understand that you're not the problem necessarily. Right. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, every situation is different, but. If you're sitting there being like, I don't do anything. I'm just trying to be supportive. I'm trying to do this. And this person is pushing me away or they're doing this. It's probably not you. It's them. And again, this isn't to say that you should stay with them and just put up with it now because you understand it. I would say, you know, maybe try and bring it to their attention. Some people are very interested and keen on getting to know this stuff. I'm one of these people. And I, the moment I started realizing what was going on, I became very interested in trying to heal it and work on it and recognize how it's not really it's not serving me it's hurting me in the long run right and some people will also be interested in that so I think bringing it up to them would be a great start but not everybody will want to do that because again the, the work is painful to look at that stuff and recognize what you do and why you do it and how it's not serving you but it, maybe it feels good in the moment but that means you have to like sacrifice momentary pleasure for long-term gain which is hard um some people don't want to do that and you cannot force somebody to do that. They have to come to that awareness and awakening on their own. So if you're in that dynamic and you understand like, oh, okay, so they're they're doing this thing again, you have to decide what's right for you. What's right for you might be staying and being like, okay, now that I understand, I can stick around a little bit. I can see how it goes. I can try my best to kind of help that person out. If that feels right for you, do it. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it doesn't, if it is really painful for you as well and it's stressful, then I think you have every right to remove yourself because you do have to look out for yourself too. And it is up to the other person to sort their stuff out. You know, they cannot, you can't be there and force them and coddle them and spoon feed them. They have to, and they won't learn that way either, right? Like they have to do it themselves. They have to go through that journey on their own, right? Of course they can have guidance, they can have help totally, but they have to do the work themselves, right? So yeah, don't take it personally because I've been on the receiving end of avoidant behavior, even though I'm a fearful avoidant. Before I really understood my tendencies and I could see it clearly in myself and then in others, 
when people would act that way towards me, it would stress me out so much. It would trigger my anxious side, my fearful side. And then that would make me take everything very personally, right? Because the core wound, again, of not being good enough on the anxious side makes you attached to people quickly, right? It makes you really anxiously attached to them. So when an avoidant would do that behavior where they push away, but they still keep you there and, you know, all that stuff, that would make me feel like, okay, they, they just don't want me or I have to prove myself. I have to try harder. I have to do better. And it's not about you, right? The moment I, it kind of clicked for me when I got really into understanding my fearful avoidance, it, when it clicked, I realized like, oh yeah, I do this too. And the reason I do it is because I feel insecure. I feel not good enough. So that's probably what they're doing too. So it has nothing to do with me because I could do anything differently. I could do all the stuff, the same stuff differently that I did before. I could change all that. And that person would still react the same way because it's not about me and my behavior. It's about them and how they perceive me and what I represent to them, you know? So yeah, again, this is just me trying to to say just try your best not to take things personally, especially if you notice somebody's going through avoidant tendencies. And if you don't know how to spot an avoidant, a few simple ways are somebody who who uses a lot of distractions because it literally helps you avoid reality, helps you avoid your thoughts. Um, somebody who's always, you know, using alcohol, drugs, um, overworking, sometimes too much physical exercise is a way to avoid too. It takes you out of your brain, puts you in your body, um, all that kind of stuff. You can kind of spot an avoidant that way. If, if, they're, if the person just does not sit down and cannot just be with themselves, they're probably an avoidant. Um, if they have a lot of friends all the time around them constantly, they can't go without friends, probably an avoidant. Um, Trying to think what else. Yeah, just anyone that does things that are just a, a form of distraction, a com- like a compulsion as a way to always be distracted and not be alone with themselves, like watching, binge watching things, always having to listen to music, like, and there's nothing wrong with all of this stuff in moderation or depending on the intention behind it, not at all, right? But it's just what what the intention is, is what's important. How is it being used, right? Is it being used because it's intentionally being used to have fun and enjoy things or is it being used to distract and avoid right so that's a way you can kind of tell if someone's avoidant um yeah so i i hope this helped i hope this provided a little bit of perspective for anybody who struggles with this who sees this behavior and thinks oh my god it's me like this person just does not like me they just don't care about me they you know aside from any other kind of troubles in that relationship if it's just about that and that behavior and you're noticing that this person's one foot in, one foot out. They're doing, they're coming close, but then they push away or they pull away or they tr- do or say things to push you away that you know are with the intention to push push you away. That's probably why. Like it's very much like a deep inner struggle, a conflict between what they want and what they think they deserve. And it's tough, but you know, there's hope to get out of that, of course. I'm, and I'm kind of proof of that because I've been working on it so much and have definitely changed my behaviors to be more secure. So now when I notice myself trying to do fearful avoidant behavior, I catch it and I go, okay, no, I'm doing that thing again. So it's not impossible. People can definitely change their attachment style, Um, but it takes effort. It takes um, a desire to do so. And you can't force them if you're in a relationship with that person. All you can really do is not take it personally. You know, it's a them problem. They have to sort it out and you decide what's best for you, right? And if you are the avoidant, if you're the fearful avoidant, whatever, um, be mindful of those patterns. Recognize how do those how does it really make me feel when I do that? 
You know, when I push someone, when I say something to make someone that I know will make someone want to leave, how does that really make me feel? Because it usually doesn't feel good, right? Unless unless you really don't want that person there for whatever reason. But if it's something that you want and you're saying these things or doing these things and you know it's shitty, you know it's going to upset them, think about how it makes you feel, right? Is that a loving act for yourself to even do, right? To push someone away, is that loving for you? Like to show yourself that you feel like you love yourself, that you're worthy? No, you know, it, all it's doing is reinforcing the idea that you are not worthy, that you don't deserve love. And by extension, being more loving to yourself allows you then to be more loving to other people. So it's important that you do, you are mindful of that and recognize it, right? Because it'll, it'll just lead to the same cycles over and over again. You will, you know, fearful avoidance are notorious for jumping from relationship to relationship very quickly because it's the same cycles, right? They get into a relationship, they get really close in the early stages, very intimate. They feel more comfortable being open and vulnerable when things, the stakes are low. You know, they don't really know the person yet, whatever. And then when things start getting closer, more intimate, maybe they actually like the person, the stakes get higher and that gets scary. And that's when the avoidance kicks in, right? They start pushing the person away. They start saying like, I don't know, I just, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship or I'm, I'm, I'm still working on myself, all that kind of stuff is to suggest that, it suggests that they don't think they're good enough, right? And they, and then also the idea of like feeling pressured now, like oh, this person's great and we've gotten closer. So they must be expecting me to show up in a certain way especially if you've maybe mentioned a past uh, partner of yours and maybe they're great or they did these things that part the fearful woman will now see that as oh I have to live up to that and I don't I'm going to disappoint them and if I disappoint them it's just going to reinforce the idea that I'm not good enough and so they'll push away they'll do things that end up disappointing the person but only because they did those behaviors on purpose right because if they had just shown up as they are it might have not disappointed the person but they don't know the fearful woman won't know that because they don't allow it to just happen, you know, because they have to, they fulfill that narrative for themselves. And yeah, by the end of it, after all that pushing happens, the other person has to decide what's going on, right? Um, so yeah, I, again, I hope this offers some perspective, some understanding about what's going on in a fearful avoidance head, and hopefully allows you to just not take it so personally, so that you, just for your own sanity, so that you're not in this dynamic or relationship or even if you've left it and you're looking back on it, you're not thinking that there's something wrong inherently with you, right? That you're questioning yourself all the time. Most things in life are not personal. Most people are acting out of their own struggles, desires, um, core wounds, all that stuff. So yeah, I hope this helps anybody who's kind of going through this right now because I've gone through it. I wish I had someone to tell me this when I was going through it. Um, I have to tell myself this now as I go through it in, the, in you know my current life. So yeah, I hope this episode was informative. I hope it was helpful. And I'll be back again next week with another one.